Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited, y'all. We're interviewing Robbie Dawkins. Karen, tell him a little bit about this conversation. It was oh my gosh. so amazing. Yeah, he is like, he's just one of those guys, y'all, that's going to set you on fire to go out and try some things that are in the gospel that God says are are part of this new life that you got with Jesus living inside of you yeah. that, I mean, he's just one of these guys, he just goes all over the world, these persecuted places, because he just lives knowing God is in him, he's gonna go with them, and God is faithful. Mm-hmm. And so we just think you're gonna love this conversation and be inspired, and at the end, you're gonna be challenged. So yeah. welcome to the There's More Podcast. Welcome, 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 Hi, welcome. Robbie. I know. We, sorry, y'all. We've already been going and, and we've got Robbie Dawkins here. Yeah. He is uh, an amazing, an amazing man who yeah. um, is an author and he's an evangelist. But um, I think for me, how I know you best is just this incredibly fiery um, mm-hmm. evangelist to the nations that mm-hmm. that moves in, in so much fearless courage and Robbie, I'll tell you, I actually went to probably, how long ago was that? Maybe seven six, years six ago. Or seven something. years yeah. ago. It's been a while. I went to a Power and Love conference with you and Todd. Oh. Yeah, down in, mm-hmm. um, I think, Macon we were. And um, Columbus. What Colum- there Columbus. You go. Yeah, Columbus, Columbus, Georgia. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. got to help me a lot these days, Robbie. <laughs> no. I just remember she came back like a, a, I, I, on fire. Literally, literally came on fire. Vibrating. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I could have mm-hmm. like just bounced off the chair. And so y'all, for those that are listening, what he does that's so completely different from any conference I've ever been to yeah. is they don't just tell you the good news and they don't just tell you about the spiritual gifts, but they activate you in it. And then they literally say, okay, <laughs> time for a break. You're going out on the streets. Yeah. You're going to the grocery store. You're going to the restaurant and you are going to ask Jesus you know, who his favorite is, who he, you know, who his treasure is, and you're going to go pray for them. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that, um, that we learned from you or that I learned from you that was so profound is not to just say, can I, can I pray for you for healing, but to tell them Jesus is going to heal you uh-huh. right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that's like common <laughs> for you, but that was not common for me. That was not, you know, that was terrifying because of mm-hmm. course, what is the thought? What if he doesn't show up? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it, it was just one of those things where he showed up every time I learned faith is spelled R-I-S-K. How many times have I said that? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. gobs. Me too. <laughs> and, um, and I actually that day at when I left, I think it was the uh, just a couple of days later, I had to go to jury duty. And I said, Lord, if you get me out of this jury duty, I'll go pray for people on the streets. Oh, yeah. And it was only because of that. I literally, there was a shelter right across the street. I got out and I was like, okay, I'm on assignment. And and I couldn't believe, Robbie, the love that I felt literally coming out of my body. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fear, and, and I was so unafraid. I was just like, God loves these people, and so do I. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I've, I've done way too much talking. That's great. No, Welcome I love to this. It's good. I, I, it's so encouraging. Oh, it's, you know, that's what we train throughout the Middle East and and Afghanistan, Iran. We teach we what you guys were getting there. You know, at that event. 
is is the exact uh, that's the exact thing you know that we that we follow. We send them out, and you know, there it's not you know, are they not going to get healed? But are the secret police going to arrest yeah, me? Yeah. Am I going to be killed? For, you know, type of thing. But but still, you know, fear is fear. It's yeah, the same fear. And the, of course, who's the source of that? The yeah, enemy, you know. Yeah. But no, it's uh, it's so good. It's so encouraging to hear. You know. <laughs> All those years ago, it that, was that, it was life changing. Cool. It 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 was well, and not only did she get it, we all got yeah. it. Like when she, you know, when one person goes to your conference, and that's the, I mean, this is the gospel. Everybody gets elevated. Everybody gets a little more fearless because she brought it back. So I just appreciate. It. But here's the deal: a lot of our listeners don't know you, so. Yep. Can you, yeah, we're kind of like a bridge builder between the supernatural and the evangelical world, trying to make the supernatural super normal. So for a lot of people, yeah, they have not experienced you, been to a conference. So how'd you get to be like this, Robbie? You didn't just wake up like yesterday. I know you come from a deep, deep family of faith, but I'm sure there's some things that you've had to work through just like the rest of us on this journey. Jesus loves the journey more than anything. He's not all about arrival. So tell us how you have journeyed to this place of fearlessness. Yeah, you know, and let me let me correct that just slightly. <laughs> I wouldn't say fearless because uh, I feel fear all the time. I know. Um, I just know fear is a liar. Yeah. And I'm not going to obey. Fear is not my Lord. No. Nope. And so I ignore it. I push it aside. I, I call it a liar and I just, I refuse to obey it. It will not be Lord of my life. But I feel, I remember uh, for those who would know, uh, one time Bill Johnson uh, from Bethel was introducing me and he said that same thing. <laughs> He's the most fearless guy I know. And I got up and I said, that's wrong. It's not (laughs) true because I feel fear. However, I refuse to obey it because it will not dictate. It will not be Lord. And I know it's not from the Lord because God hasn't given a spirit of fear. And so, um, but yeah, you know, my childhood, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, like just quickly, you know, even, even being born was, was kind of an interesting event. Uh, and, you know, my, my mother was very wise not to share this with me till I was in my 20s, but uh, Satan had appeared to her before I was even born and told her that if she allowed me to be born, he would kill both of us at my birth, that she would die and I would die. Oh, man. Um, and as soon as she found out she was pregnant, which, by the way, my dad had had a vasectomy. He wasn't supposed, they weren't supposed to be able to get pregnant. Wow. Um, and uh and so, which happens naturally I mean, many people who've had them have still you know yeah things break through and <laughs> that happens. Uh, Meant but, to be. Uh, but yeah but um but it was uh the, my mother began to but satan literally appeared to her they were missionaries in japan and mm-hmm. appeared to her as she was doing laundry and there was no way but he appeared as a person in the corner of the room and and said this to her and my mother was just a person of extremely high faith she was an incredible uh bible teacher and pastor uh great you know my dad was more of the fiery preacher my mother was the revelation man mm. she had a revelation like oh, mind-blowing wow. and so she um, she responded and she said, well, clearly God has a purpose for this child's life. And she goes, I'll never put my hand against anything that God's doing. And so, um, hmm. see with that, the enemy disappeared. He said, well, then you'll both die. Uh, now as a result of that, my mother, my mother had never been a person of fear. 
She was never afraid. She was never anything like that. But those nine months of that pregnancy was the most, as she described, one of the most terrifying months of her life. She was plagued by fear. She was plagued by, you know, she said, I never struggled with it before, but battled with it. Satan also appeared to my father, giving my father the same message, though neither one of them discussed it with the other. They both just interceded and prayed and, you know, and so, and then my mother had an angelic visitation and, uh, the angel told her that I would be born, but that, and that I was going to be a male and that I would be born. I had two older sisters and the, mm. the three of us are all the children that they had, but, uh, but that I would be born and that I would be born as a sign of God fulfilling his purpose and plan, you know, that I'd be born on Easter Sunday morning. And, um, now that was, you know two and a half weeks late from where my mom was supposed to deliver. Wow. And so, um, and I was, I was wow. born on Easter Sunday morning, uh, exactly as the angel had told my mom. And, you know, people, people, of course, and, and, and my mother literally thought she would die, but I would live. Wow. And so wow. she had written a letter to my father telling him of the event. And she goes, I'm, I'm not going to make it out of this, <laughs> but the child will live. Wow. And this is, she goes, and so she was saying, you know, she was letting him know the story. Yeah. She didn't want to speak it her mouth because yeah, she yeah. didn't want to verbally be in agreement with enemy, right. but yet she believed that she wouldn't, she wouldn't make it. So mm. she ended up writing a letter to my father. And then my father didn't, of course, find it until afterwards. But then it was when he was bringing her home. And of course, you know, we both lived and there was, there were no complications in the birth. You know, the devil's just a liar. Oh, he just lies all the time. And, and so, um, now, uh, a lot of people, you know, have said, you know, many times, wow, you, you must, you're this really special person. Really. I really believe that has to do more with what Karen was just sharing, uh, you know, experience in Columbus mm-hmm. because threat, I don't think the enemy is as much threatened by me as he's a threat is threatened by those who I'm equipping yeah. and who I'm this for me, it's not about what I do. It's about what I equip others to do, the multiplication and the giving away and the, and the building up, you know, the fivefold ministry is there for uh, what we call the fivefold ministry, but, you know, uh, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists are there for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And any, anybody in that category, their number one job description is to equip others to do what they do. That's right. That's our number one job. That's right. And so um, my life was, you know, I would think relatively normal in, you know, as a kid, as all as all these things. But there were these episodes and events that just sort of led up to like, you know, when I was 12 years old, that same devil that came and spoke that to my mother began to come after me. Mm. And I began to have nightly demonic visitations. I began to have, I I went through a, that was sort of my rebellious period. You know, some hit it more into the teens and whatever. I kind of hit it at 12 and it wasn't overt. It was just, my Mm -hmm. parents were in ministry. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ministry. I was sick of church. (laughs) Get me out of here. Yet, you know, my, my parents were always like, you don't have a choice. You're coming, you know, my dad, you know, Joshua is for me in my house and he was right. Thank God for Mm -hmm. it. 
And, and so, uh, but there was just this determination to like, I, I was like, man, as soon as I can get away, I want to get away. Well, that opened me up to a demonic attack and I was having nightly, I mean, demons choking me, grabbing me. Oh, I would wake up feeling like something sitting on my chest. Uh, these horrible, uh, demonic attacks that would appear to me saying, you're going to be one of us. You're wow. going to be, you know, part of a part of what we're doing and all this stuff. Anyway, uh, a, a incredible woman of God by the name of Iverna Tompkins, oh, uh, when I was 13 years old. Is she, yeah, at, was she in, at Bethel? No, no. She lives in Arizona. Oh, she lives in Arizona. Um, she, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I forget, I forget what, what city it's in, but it's in the Phoenix area. Okay. Okay. But I've heard a global teacher and preacher. I mean, literally it man, woman, doesn't matter. Iverna Tompkins is the best preacher I've ever heard in my wow. life. Yeah. Oh, it's no, crazy no, that you're nobody. saying this. Bill was talking about her. Bill wow. Johnson was talking about her in his message last Sunday. Huh. Bill wow. says the same thing. He did. Bill and Benny, I posted it after MacArthur said that about Beth, uh, <laughs> Beth you know, Moore. with... Oh. You know, go home. Yeah. You know, I posted. I posted her picture, and I said, yeah. "Iverna Tompkins is the best preacher ever." And Bill immediately uh, replied and said, "Benny and I agree." Wow, Iverna's yes. the best preacher. Wow, I've ever heard in our have that her. is crazy. She was. Oh, she's incredible. They wow. She's in her late eighties. Oh, we definitely need to have she's her. Really love it. Awesome. It's the second incredible. time I've heard so, that name. It's crazy. So she but came she over and prayed for you. Was she, she I would, I, my, my parents took me to a church to hear her preach. She prophesied and she goes, there's a young man sitting over there. There were a thousand people in this church pointed at the very direction I was sitting. And she goes, Satan's been trying to kill you before you were born. Mm. And I was like, me? and she goes, I didn't know that story yet. Remember, my mother didn't right. tell me in the twenties, but as soon as she said it, I knew it was me. Wow. I knew it was me. Now, my mother was sitting beside me going like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, because she knew it was me, too. And she goes, but Satan's been coming after you and all these things. Mm -hmm. And she goes, but she goes, but the word of the Lord to you. And 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 Bill said this and several others who know Iverna well. I don't know her well. I've met her once, but I don't know her well. But Iverna, uh, she they everybody says, man, she never prophesied over people. She never gave a word from the Lord oh, over wow. people. But she, but she said, but she goes, she goes, you're the drummer of your church. And I was the drummer of my wow. church. And she goes, but the, the word of the Lord to you is what he said to Peter when he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired you to sift you as wheat. Oh. But when you have turned around, I'm going to use you to strengthen your brothers and sisters. Wow. And then she added this part all over the world. Oh, wow. And she goes, she goes, drummer, I don't know who you are. Uh -huh. I know you're sitting in this section. She goes, but I want you to come up here. I want to pray for you. Man, I jumped out of that. Pew oh, my and gosh. Oh, that makes me cry. Wow. And now when I got down there, there were five other guys down there. <laughs> five other like, drummers. <laughs> <laughs> five other yeah, five other ones that were going through the same thing. And and I went down and she came off the stage. She walked right up to me and she goes, It's you. And I said, Oh, I know it's me. And she goes, Well, it ends tonight. Yeah. And it did. Wow. She prayed for me. And from that day forward, I had a passion for evangelism. Wow. I wanted people to know about Jesus. I I was scared to do it. I didn't know how to do it, but uh, but I I was like, I'm gonna learn. 
Yeah. And so uh, I I started uh, getting involved with street ministry. My dad was a passionate evangelist. Yeah. Man, if he presented the gospel to you, you weren't a believer. It was going to be hard for you to stay an unbeliever. <laughs> He's just one of those type yeah. of people. And um, and so I started learning. I started growing, and 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 just it 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 really stuck. Every sense, it's never uh, that 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 encounter has never left me. Wow. And uh, and so that that word from Iverna was really a, a mm. mandate over my life. Wow! Hey, friends, we absolutely love creating this podcast for you. And if you want to help us continue to do that, we would love your support. In the show notes, you'll find the link, or you could go to BeStillMinistries.net. Thanks so much for listening. You know I, the thing that just like. Stand I, I, that I can't move off of is, you know, I think we're, we can over be overly familiar with before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I, I think kind of like what I'm hearing in this is this is how significant yeah. this I know you is. Yeah. That yeah. I know who you are by the spirit. I know what I have for you. But the crazier thing to me is can like Satan read that scroll? Like I'm serious. Like yeah. how did he know? How did he know to attack you? I know. Yeah. Well, and how? Yeah. It's so fast. I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, the dominion that Satan has over the earth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Over like. Yeah. Which that is so. That is hard for me. I'm not gonna I lie. Know. Like it's just so annoying. Like, I'm like, if we have power. Then why, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that? Can I say something to that? Yeah, please. I believe that dominion he has was our dominion. Oh, for sure. And he stole it from us in the garden. Yeah. yeah. From my perspective, what took place is when he came and he tempted Adam and Eve and he, he, he got the way that he drew them into the fall was to get them to question the word of God. Sure. Yeah. And so he said, did God say that you can't eat of any of the trees of the garden, which isn't what God said. Mm -mm. God said, you can't eat, you can eat of everything, but only one. Right. And Eve corrected him. She goes, no, God said we can eat of everything. Only one we can't eat. And he goes, you won't die. God knows the day that you eat of that, you know, you will be as God. Here's the reality. They already were right. as God, yeah. right? Because yeah. he had created them in their in his image, and he said, "Let us make man and woman to be as us." Yeah. yeah. And so what happened is, as soon as they obeyed the enemy rather than the word of the Lord, there was a power transfer. Yeah. And so the the you know the the snake was something that would have been subject to them. Oh, totally. And so the subject became the ruler and the rulers became the subjects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so immediately there's a power transfer and they switched places. And so they mm -hmm. immediately became subject to the enemy and his authority because, and then also like, I believe it's in uh, Luke four, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, when Jesus is being tempted in mm -hmm. the wilderness, mm -hmm. it appears to him and he said, he shows him the kingdoms of the world. He goes, all this has been given to me. Mm -hmm. By who? By God? No. By Adam and Eve, by humanity. Yeah. And our unbelief empowers Satan in the earth. Not God, our unbelief. Yeah. Because that's what keeps him in power. That's what gave him the power in the garden. And that's what keeps him in power is our unbelief. And so he says, he goes, uh, you know, in, he says to Jesus, all these kingdoms be given unto me. 
if he was, if God had given it, he said, you gave it to me and I'll give it back. He didn't say that. He goes, they've been given to me and I can give it to whomever I choose. Mm. And so, you know, and then of course, you know, God, Jesus's response is, you know, basically get back under my feet. You know, I'm not <laughs> subject to you, you know, and the word it, it, each time he says it is written, which who is Jesus? Logos, Logos. the word mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And so he's flashing his credentials and going, nope, I am here as a human, but I'm not subject to you. You're subject to me. Yeah. yeah. And so in that moment that there was there, but that back in the garden, there was a power shift. And so Satan had taken dominion and we keep him enthroned. Yeah. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, the God of this world, little G, not mm-hmm. God, capital G, but Satan is enthroned by our unbelief. We keep him in power because of unbelief in the world. And so the only way that we can dethrone him which we see in, forgive me, no. in Luke 10 yeah. is when he says, when the, Luke 10, when Jesus sends out the disciples uh, to heal the sick, yeah. to preach the kingdom, you know, to call people in. And when he, when they return rejoicing, Lord, even the demons obey him. Yeah. He says, what? Yes. And I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yeah. That's not speaking of in the garden at the fall. He's saying, as you step out, as you declare my kingdom, as you did, as you did, Karen, mm-hmm. you know, with with that jury duty, you know, as you go out and you demonstrate my kingdom, you dethrone Satan in your territory because you are no longer yielding to unbelief. You are yielding to the word of God. You know, um, yeah. Robbie, <clears throat> this is remi- reminding me of a story that you told because here's the thing. It's like even like the, you saying, well, that you know, that woman said to you, Satan's asked to sift you as wheat is, you know, I can hear that and I can be like, well, I don't understand that. If we have authority, then, but there is a, there's a journey and a process of, of, you know, enforcing that. And I I remember a story you told and I'll let you finish it, but you had gone to Europe, you got really sick, like throwing up and stuff right before you were about to go up on stage and you called your son at home to let him know. Do you remember the story? (laughs) Okay. Can you finish the story? Cause I just thought it was fascinating. Uh Sure. We, we refer to this as extracting a toll from the enemy, how we make Satan pay for attacking us. Mm -hmm. And so don't just pray it away, make him pay for it. Yeah. Make him, make it cost him. And so, um, we had, it's how we saw the city of Aurora transform mm. is that we decided we were sick of our city being the top 10, you know, in the top, I think it was number seven, the most dangerous cities in the nation. Mm. And we were sick of it. And so the Lord gave me a plan, showed me a plan. Basically, I'll sum it up short. It was a process, but basically uh, that we were going to take more people than Satan was taking. Mm. So every time there was a rape, every time there was violent murder, every time there was something horrible that happened in our city, that affected people's lives, we were going to lead three people to Christ for every one person affected. Wow. wow. And so what we were going to tell the devil is we're going to take more than you take. Wow. It's going to cost you more than it cost us. Wow. And so what we did is so every time if, if anybody was, anybody got raped, we would go to the very block where it happened and we'd bring three people to Christ for every rape. Oh Somebody gosh. got murdered. We brought three people to Christ for every murder. And then on top of it, every family member affected, we brought three more per family member to Christ. Wow. 
Wow. So if there were two really? family members we brought nine, and, and one person murdered, we brought nine people to Christ in that block, in that neighborhood to make Satan pay for taking that person's life. So that's just leading up into the story. Yeah. I was, I was, was wow. speaking at a huge, there were 12,000 young people in this arena. Um, mm. I was the headliner, you know, uh, I was speaking, Ren Collective was doing worship right before I get up to preach. And, and all of a sudden, uh, I started getting violently ill. Oh. I mean, horrifically ill, like flu, terrible flu symptoms, everything, all of it, not just sick in the stomach, but yeah. body aches, couldn't talk. I was like, oh, you wow. know, it just came on me fast mm -hmm. and hit hard. And so I texted my oldest son and I said, his name is Judah. He's a worship pastor in Denver now. And I texted him and I said, he was, he was at home, you know, at the time, you know, senior year of high school. And I said, Hey, I said, um, I said, you know, I'm coming down with the flu. I got 12,000 young people here. I'm supposed to speak to, I said, I need your help and I need it now. And I didn't have to say anything yeah. else because this is how our family works. He yeah. knew what to do. He's, he replied back and he goes, I'm grabbing two of my brothers. We're going to jump in the car. We're going to go to the emergency room. Let us know once it stops. Wow. So what he was doing was he was taking his brothers to the emergency room to pray for people for healing, lead people to Christ in order, in other words, to take a toll yeah. and make Satan pay for attacking their daddy. Yeah. And so, um, about 50 minutes later, Rend was wrapping up worship. They'd finished announcements and all of a sudden, all the symptoms just disappeared. <laughs> I mean, just disappeared instantly. Wow. And I could speak. I stopped sweating. I, you know, the cold, the shivers, all the stuff was, had just gone. Oh and I texted gosh. my oldest son and said, Hey, I said, I'm about to get up and preach in five minutes. I said, uh, you guys can stop. And he goes, dad, that's great. We've already led two people to Christ. We've already <laughs> seen three people. Killed. We're having a blast. You wow. go have fun. We're having fun. Let's I mean, keep going. You know, a, that was like, it. Just family just on your mindset of, I, you know, I think I never, I mean, we think about renouncing him, commanding him to leave, but never do we you think do. about exacting a price. Yeah. Oh, no, Ever. no, 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 no. Not unless Make you talk pay. to Robbie. <laughs> can I give you, can I give you biblical precedent or at least what I see as biblical? Yeah, Some would absolutely. argue this, but what I see as biblical precedent for it, because one day I was like, uh, somebody had kind of challenged this theory. I mean, we, this is what we saw the city of Aurora now today. It was the number seven most violent city in the nation. Today, it's ranked as the 35th safest city in the United States. Wow. And so it has, or excuse me, 27th. It just moved up, mm. uh, uh, I think, eight uh, within the past couple of weeks. It's ranked as the 27th safest city in the nation today. Mm -mm. So it is dramatically transformed. Wow. I mean, the gangs ruled the city. They no longer do crime to, and it all happened the mayor of our city attributed all of it to this strategy yeah wow oh, yeah and it's so, like asia brown what, so similar to compton yeah what happened, what happened in all that and and with that taking place is there was such a shift but anyway i asked the lord i said give me biblical sort of biblical mm -hmm. precedent and he took me to the passage where jesus gets news of john the baptist i believe it's in luke 8 or luke 9 or maybe it's uh, john anyway uh where he gets the word of John the Baptist having just been beheaded. 
and he was preaching to a crowd. He crosses the lake. He's going away to grieve. This is his cousin. Yeah. You know, this is the greatest of all the prophets in the kingdom. He, Jesus said he's the greatest. He's grieving. He's going away to grieve. And he goes over and it says the crowd found him. They came and they found him. And it says when Jesus looked at the throng, he was moved with compassion mm -hmm. and he healed them all. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I was reading that passage and mm. I said, Lord, what was that? And he said, revenge. Mm. Right. And I was oh. like, what? Wow. Oh, and interesting. Now, in the scripture, it's a, some could say it's a theory or whatever. For me, it was a revelation yeah. from the Lord. And he goes, Jesus was making Satan pay wow. for killing his cousin and the greatest of all the prophets. I, well, that makes total and sense, too, because... The, the story feels a little like weird, like, okay, that just happened. Sure. Like it, it does feel just, I remember yeah. thinking, oh, this is kind of odd. Like it feels yeah. almost insensitive. Yeah. Like, like what would be his motivation to do that at right. a time of grief? Right. That makes sense. It's really good. Right. But you know what? Here's the thing. The weapons of our warfare. Yeah. They're not natural. Yeah. But they're strong to the pulling down of strongholds. Mm -hmm. And so these are weapons of war. It's not just through quoting the scripture into the air. How about speaking that scripture to another human being who needs mm, to hear the good. word of life? Yeah. How about bringing healing to the person who doesn't know Jesus and needs to encounter his healing power and come to Christ? And guys, this is what we're seeing. Let me tell you why what happened in January 2021 in Afghanistan, August 15th. Let me tell you why the Taliban came in, seized it. It wasn't just because of our pullout. It's because Afghanistan, since I had been working there since 2008, Afghanistan had, now when you were at that conference, we couldn't, we couldn't say that publicly. Okay. Okay. We're, having to keep all, we're having to keep our mouths shut about uh, yeah. it. But Afghanistan was the second, in 2021, Afghanistan was ranked as the second fastest, fastest growing. growing church in the world. Wow. Mm -hmm. Only second to Iran. Yeah. Yeah. Iran's number one and Iran is still number one. Now it's Iran crazy. is number one because I've been working with Iran too from 2000, not, not because I had been, many people have. Yeah. Sorry, I don't yeah. 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 Or anything, but the, we've been equipping Iranians mm. in this since 2007 and equipping your Af Afghans in this since 2008. And let me tell you something, it was sparking a mighty revival wow. that was spreading throughout the entire country. And, you know, I've been arrested four different times in prison, tortured in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. I've been through all of these things. And, and, and that price, you know, after, after the story of my birth, I'm sitting here going, man, if, if, if God can save my life as a baby, how much more as a grown man yeah. laying it down for the sake of the kingdom? And hey, if I die for the gospel, that's a front row seat at the throne in heaven. That's not a bad gig. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, why, you know. What, what's so bad about that? I'll go. <laughs> hey, friends, we are so honored that you are listening. We just wanted to share with you a couple of things that might help you in planning for 2024. We have Father's House, the Bible study. You probably have all heard us talk about that. But we are offering one-day conferences, and we also have a new Bible study that we are coming out with called Whisper that teaches you how to hear the voice of God. It is very interactive. We have had so much fun, and we would love to bring it to your church in the spring of 2024.
one thing I was thinking about, Robbie, too, is people get, I've heard this twice this week, and anytime I like hear something twice, I'm always like, oh, there's such a theme here. Yeah. I think power and authority, when we think God and Satan are like opposites of each other, mm-hmm. um, they're not opposites of each other. God is in like a whole other category. And I think so many people think it's like God and the enemy. And it's like, they're not even in the same realm. I mean, it's like, some I can't even remember Somebody who we were listening like to. It's like the, the Archangel, Archangel Michael. Michael is the opposite of Satan or whatever. And I'm like, gosh, if people, I, I just, I feel like we just give the enemy too much credit on and, some level, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. We give him way too much credit. And here's the thing is that when we do that, we, that see again, that giving him too much credit is empowering him. Yes. That's giving him that dominion. Yeah. That's, that's, that's releasing to him that dominion authority. And we've got to back away from that and realize at the same time, you know, we need to know who our enemy is. We need to know the power that he has. We need to know, you know, because otherwise he'll entice us with sin. Yeah. You know, he'll make us fall into adultery or, you know, uh, you know, something, commit murder or whatever. I mean, you know, not realizing, oh, that's the enemy, you know, but we, so we have to know our enemy yeah. at the same time. We're giving, we're empowering him through that place of unbelief. And we don't need to do that. We need mm-hmm. to make sure to realize that we have a way, you know, to truly fight back. You know, yeah. Jesus, the spoken over Jesus, sort of mission statement of Jesus was, he said, I came to destroy the yeah. works of the evil one. Yeah. How did he do that? Healing the sick, raising the dead, mm-hmm. casting out demons, preaching the good news of the gospel, multiplication of food, every work that Jesus did. Now, Jesus didn't come to show us what he could do yeah. as no. the son of God. Yeah. He came to show us. Remember his title, second Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Adam restored. He came to show us what we could do. Yeah. yeah. He came to show us the power and authority that we have. Yeah. But here's the thing. I could ask your audience, you know, how many of you believe that you could raise the dead? That's right. Yeah. Now, in a false humility, we'd be like, oh, only God could do that. I can't do that. No. Jesus Christ said, I've given you, you authority. Yeah. You, our identity is the identity of Christ because right. he lives in, of course we know he's the source of the power. Yeah. Of course we know he's the source of the, of the thing. But if we don't take initiative and we don't step out in that authority, we don't seize that moment, grab that opportunity, go for it, then we're not acting on the authority that he's given us. We yeah. have mm-hmm. to do that. We have to step out. You know, yeah. people always tell me to to tell you to do that. God never told me to go to Afghanistan. I started hearing from all over Afghanistan, nobody will come here. Nobody will train us. They're wow. too scared. You can mm. build for the gospel. You tell. And so I'm sitting here thinking, man, listen, I like it when my kids take out the trash and I haven't told them to <laughs> because they just know it needs to be done. Wow. That's great, mm. Robbie. I'm sitting here going, I don't want to hear. I, no, I honor the prophets. Don't don't hear me in a wrong yeah, way. No, we get it. I don't want to be the prophet where the Lord's saying, whom shall we send and who will go for us? Right. You know, when I was a kid, I heard that of him going, okay, I'll go. Nobody else will go, <laughs> right. so I'll go. I'm like, Lord, I don't even want you to ask. Mm, wow. go. I want to be going before you tell me to go. Yeah, yeah. I, want, to be, I want your heartbeat in sync with my heartbeat yeah. so much Yeah. that you just think, man, I wish one up. Boom. Oh, there's Robbie. Where's he go? Oh, he's <laughs> he's going where I was about to tell somebody to go. So Robbie. And I just, I want to live that life. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. So, you know, 
we, you know, so many of us, we can quote that. Yes, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lovers, drive out demons, freely you perceive, freely you give. You know, it's like we I know that intellectually. And and yet I've I feel like with you that everything that God says it's just settled in you. Mm-hmm. And and so the question I have is, how did you get that so settled in you? Is it just, I believe the word, or was it discovering your new identity as a, you know, as in union with Christ? Like, what was the mechanism? Because I know there's people listening thinking, well, I've prayed for the sick and they haven't been healed. You know, Me like- too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yesterday. So what do you what do you do with that? How do you yeah. reconcile you that? And, the dead. Yeah. I prayed for the dead to be raised and seen it happen. And then the guy I prayed for yesterday didn't get healed. Right. You know, what happened for me is, you know, I grew up in a family of uh Pentecostal faith. So they had a large, you know, th- instilling of, you know, Holy Spirit and you yeah. know, understanding healing, understand even though we didn't really see a lot. We re- honestly, yeah. we really didn't. It, it would happen periodically. Mm-hmm. But one day, um, my mother had a very strong, obviously with what she's saying, you know, my mother had a very strong uh, sort of face. prophetic guest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not sort of. I'm just, for anybody listening, try to make mm-hmm. it approachable for them. That's okay. But had a very strong prophetic gift. She had a very strong... Uh, insight, revelation, the Lord spoke to her. She had angelic visitations, things like this. Man. She hardly ever talked about him, to be honest with you. And it wasn't until much later that she began to divulge this because she never she never bragged about it, Mm-mm. but she would, but if it was something to share, she she would tell us all the time, friends like to share secrets. And, and Jesus and her friends. And sometimes he just likes to tell me things that I think maybe are secret. Oh, so I love that. I, okay. Um, but what, what ended up happening was I'm laughing because um, that's so unlike me. And he t- <laughs> immediately called Rachel. Oh my gosh, you're not gonna believe this. I'm sorry. Me too. I'm, just, I'm that person I, too. I, I guess I share secrets. <laughs> me too. I'm not, I'm that person too. But all of a sudden, um I I I went uh I was in a I was kind of in a time and a place of of I started getting people started seeing things over my life. Mm-hmm. And so and I say that when I say that about my mom, I'm just saying I, I had two examples of people that were pretty high faith people. You mm-hmm. did, yeah. Yet, not always the results that mm-hmm. they were seeking. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and so it wasn't like they were just you know miraculous power popping out here and there, <laughs> healings here and there, all that type of stuff. It wasn't really that. But 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 my mom, I, I knew my mom heard from God. Yeah. You know, I, I was always afraid to do something wrong because I knew the Lord showed it. Yeah. To her. She'd figure it out. You know, but um, I, I, but there was a time at one point where that in, in the, I, I went to plant a church. I've been a youth pastor for, you know, about a decade and then, and then became, uh, went to plant a, a church in Aurora. And uh, I had gotten that direction through a dream. Uh, wow. I didn't know the name of the city, didn't know, I just saw a landmark in the dream that mm. was this old train station that now is all torn down, but at the time was still there. They'd been trying to tear it down for years, couldn't. <laughs> and then a year after we got there to plant the church, they finally tore it down. Wow. It was almost like the Lord yeah, held it. preserved held it, it yeah. for me to see it. Mm-hmm. This is the place, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, went there and, and uh, in this dream though, I saw 
God's presence and power on display. I mm-hmm. saw God changing lives. Mm-hmm. I saw these uh, drug addicts and uh, prostitutes and all. These, these were all the people that were in my church. Mm-hmm. We were truly an inner city sort of mm-hmm. mission That's church, right. you know. Um, I was having to be bivocational because we couldn't, you know, couldn't feed my family right. and, and pastor there. And, you know, was getting invitations to come into youth pastor and bigger churches wouldn't have to do two jobs. But but I knew this was something the Lord was speaking, right. you know, uh, to go do. And um, I began to just really say, Lord, I, I need the keys to the city. I need the I need to know what's going to transform. And I thought there were going to be like prayer points and, you know, intercession tips or strategy, <laughs> you know, or something like that. And uh, I remember I was on a, uh, I think it was on a two week fast. And and let me let me say, I don't think the, the two week fast is what got me the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just removed all the distractions. Sure. Yes, you know, totally. I like food. That's yep. a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't at that point. I, social media was only at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I just I just removed the distractions. Yeah. You know, turned off the TV. You know, yeah. the computer, whatever, and was just like, Lord, here I am. You know, I, I and for me, the fast was has always been. It wasn't to twist God's arm or something. I was just like, I need you more. Yeah. I need more of your presence. Yeah. yeah. I need to go deep to you. I love you, and I need to go deeper. Mm. So, anyway, what ended up happening was in that place, the Lord began to just tell me, when are you going to use the authority I've given you? Mm. And I was like, Lord, when are you going to give me the authority? And he's like, Robbie, <laughs> the word says it. All yeah. authority is in me and I'm in you. It's That's already there. Right. Yeah. You're acting like you're waiting for something that you're not waiting for anything. Wow. I'm waiting for you to activate what I've given you. Yeah. Yeah. And let me illustrate this with a, if you don't mind, with what I use when I go, if Afghanistan, this doesn't work because they don't have debit cards, right? but in Iran, okay. Okay. And so this is my bank card. I picked this one because none of the numbers are on the front. (laughs) (laughs) This is my bank card. This is my debit card. This represents authority and power that Christ has given us. If I give it to you, how much do you have? Everything I have. Right. Everything that's on here, everything yeah. in my account, you have access to all my, I don't have two accounts. I have one account. This has everything on it. If I've given this to you, you have everything I have, but this sticker stays on this card because it says this doesn't work unless you activate it. Right. You have to activate what's been given to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're asking the Lord, when are you going to give me something? And he's like, You've activate. got it. Got I'm it. For now activate it. Activate it. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for you to put it into action. Mm-hmm. How do you activate it? I got to go spend money with it. I got to go put it to use. Yeah. And when I go to pay with this, I have to act like there's money in that account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have Absolutely. To there's money in that account. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing that's the power and the authority. And we're sitting here saying, Lord, when are you going to give it to us? Mm-hmm. And the Lord's saying to us, when are you going to activate what I've already given you? Yeah, It's already there. Yep. So when we tell the people, as as you so aptly said, when we look at them and say, Jesus is about to heal you right now, that's not a word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's me Cashing activating yeah. the authority that Christ has given me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's me saying, I'm putting... I'm pulling on that authority that Christ has given me yeah. right here, 
right now. And I know there's money in that account. No. I know there's faith. I know there's belief. I know there's power in that account. And so this is reason why, you know, and everybody, please just, we stop doing this when we pray for somebody and they feel something or they get healed and they go, thank you. Stop saying, oh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's not true. You activated the authority. Peter and John didn't say, we say that because Peter and John in Acts 3 said at Gate Beautiful, you know, they said, but what they said is this, do you think we did this by our own power? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, this is Christ to you. This is his power. They aren't saying they didn't do anything. Right, right, right. We what use the authority of his that name. Teach people to do nothing and think people will be healed. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Don't pray from a distance. That lady over there in the grocery store who's walking with the walker, mm -hmm. Lord, would you just heal That's her? Good. I'm going to say it. What if she gets healed and she thinks it's from a crystal that she's wearing around her neck? Mm. <laughs> no, approach her right. and tell her, I'm going to pray for you. Jesus is going to heal you right now. Mm. And look, I did this with a man yesterday that didn't get healed. That guy didn't look at me and go, you're an idiot. Uh -huh. right. I can't believe you believe this. You know what he looked at me and said? He goes, I am astonished. And he wasn't a believer. He goes, I'm astonished at your belief in this. Oh, wow. Right. And he goes, I believed like that. Wow. Okay. That, that was a win. Good, well, but it just reframes because I think we're all afraid of disappointing the yep. person. And you just told like, they're just going to be blessed that you would have the belief. Yeah, totally. To come and do it. We're afraid of failure. Yes. But here's the thing. Failure is not bad. No, it's yeah. not. It's you how know? you learn. Failure is how you learn. Sure. You don't learn when she it goes well. Jesus couldn't heal anybody in Nazareth. Yeah. He could. Right. Because yeah. of what? Their unbelief. Um, right. Yes. They were blocking it through their unbelief. So here's the thing. Now, I don't have to get that person to believe. Uh -uh. If they're an unbeliever, the only way they're going to believe is if they have an encounter. Right. Encounter is the transforming thing. Yeah. Not they'll believe when they have an encounter. And so what I do is I can walk away with my head high, with my with my faith strong. Why? Because the win is my obedience, yeah. not their healing. Yeah. Wow, the win, that's good. Jesus is going away going, hey, 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 well yeah. done. <laughs> Why? Because you obeyed, yeah. you're serving. If I only go pray for somebody else because they get healed, no. then who's the results for? Right. Yeah. The results are for me. But if I go do it because it pleases my king, yeah. The results are then for him. Mm -hmm. I'll look the fool mm -hmm. every time and make him seem the, as the king. Yeah. And that's my goal. That's my objective. The results are not what I serve. Yeah. It's also it's like the, the whole the taking the trash out thing. Yeah. Like my child, know, I mean, mm -hmm. Davis knows that blesses his mom. You know, when he takes the trash out and mm -hmm. I don't ask him, he knows that just blesses when my daughter cleans the dishes and I don't have to ask. Like she knows, blesses my mom. He shouldn't have to ask us to go do all mm -hmm. these things. I mean, he's 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 like, I gave you all of this. I think I really think, Robbie, one of our big things is just helping people, you know, reveal their righteousness. And I think you're right. I think it's like unbelief is because they don't know they have not had a revelation of their righteousness. 
and and their identity and their identity, which goes with that. But it's that key is righteousness, you know, which comes with authority and inheritance and Anyway, so God, Robbie, will you? I mean, we got to wrap it up. This oh, is we so do. Sad. That flew by. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's like, "Don't stop talking! Don't stop talking!" I know. Um, Robbie, I'd love for you just if there's just an if there's one last nugget that yeah. you're thinking because our our audience largely, you know, hasn't gone, you know, stepped out of the boat and really thought, okay, I really can do this. You know, what would you? I guess, what would you want to leave them with? And then will you pray for them? Like I literally, those of you that are hearing my voice right now, yeah, I want you to think when he prays, he's praying for, for you. you. Like yeah. you, this is going to be about you specifically. So what would you say, Robbie? Well, to those who, who maybe are from a cessationist perspective and don't believe that signs and wonders and miracles are here for today, I'm going to plead with you. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Yeah. by stepping out and trying it. Mm. That's just, I beg you to, yeah. please, please prove me wrong by stepping out and trying it. Because actually what'll happen is your eyes and your life will be open to a reality that is yeah. that, and, the, and you'll find a loving father that's been saying, okay, let's, let's brush off that, that old perspective and let's move into what I've really called and made you to be. Yeah. For those of you who are thinking you can't, welcome to the club. <laughs> I was there too. I didn't think I could do it. I was afraid of failure, but I, re I learned that failure is where I grow. Yeah. The scripture says Jesus had to learn. Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. You know, failure can feel like suffering. You yeah. can feel embarrassing. Humiliation, feel like right. Exactly. And just shrug that off. Mm -hmm. It's okay to fail. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I had a teacher one time tell me in school, She, I said, I said, you're the worst teacher because nobody gets... 100% on your test, not even the smart kids, not that I was one of those kids, but, you know, don't even they get 100% on your test. And she looked at me and she goes, Robbie, where when you miss it on a test, it shows me where I need to reinforce you. Oh, wow. She goes, if you get everything correct on a test, to me, it says you're not learning. Yeah. And that really I good. need to give you enough challenge to make sure you're learning. Mm. Be calm and watch my knee said this, the great leader of, of the, you know, the Chinese church yep. said this, he said, he said, all believers should have a big L tattooed on their back that says, I'm an eternal learner, but yes. I'm always learning. Become a learner. Yeah. Don't yeah. expect that you have to have the results of, of me or, or Roberts or you know, whoever the current person yeah. is go out and just say, Hey, and it's okay to start small, start with a headache, mm -hmm. start with a, start with a boo-boo, mm -hmm. you know, start somewhere, but people mm -hmm. are desperate. They're dying to hear the eternal life that is living inside of you to know that message. And here's the importance of signs and wonders. It is Jesus and the book of Acts strategy to bring people to him. Mm. And so negating it is really dangerous, but at the same time, prove it, step out. Mm. I don't say that in a, in a disrespectful, challenging way, but in an invitational yeah, yeah, challenging absolutely. Discover the power and the authority. And here's the thing. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to fail, man. I've written three books. I could write 50 out of all of my failures. Mm -hmm. I could write so many more of all the people that weren't healed. Man, before I saw a guy raised from the dead when I prayed for him in England, 
I saw 23 people not raised from the dead where I was humiliating myself, mm-hmm. you know, and people are like, no, you had to have a word of God before you did that. No, Jesus said, do Heal it. The sick, right. raise, raise the, the dead. dead. I have yeah. It still applies today. Step out. Good, you right? have it in you. Yes. But here's the other thing. Big thing. Don't trust your feelings. Yeah. Your feelings will lie to you. Yeah. Yep. Don't trust your feelings. Trust the word of God. God likes, let me tell you guys something right here is a book <laughs> full of failures. <laughs> They're all failures <laughs> that God used to turn the world upside down. So God likes failures. You know why? Mm-hmm. It proves he's almighty God. Oh, when he used us to failures, it proves he's almighty God. And then people look to him and not to us. Yes, so true. It's so he looks, we look into him instead of to the individual that's there. Yeah. And so we just have to keep that in perspective. And God is giving you permission to fail. He's -hmm. giving you permission. Mm -hmm. You will not dishonor the gospel. I failed miserably yesterday with that guy (laughs) when I prayed for him. And yet he started believing. That's right. Because of my stepping out, my living the risk, living the faith, stepping out and doing that. And it impacted. Oh, I can't wait for people to hear that. You all have that. Uh, Well, will you pray, Robbie? I just, I feel, I hear the word like confidence. Like there's, there's like a, and the only way to increase confidence is just to do the very thing that you are scared of. I mean, that is like the answer to increase confidence. Mm -hmm. And so will you just pray whatever you hear from the Lord over people and just activate that card that dna that's in somebody it's like i just see you stretching their telomeres like you're gonna live longer and like just mm. this is a stretching for people you know yeah thank you well, let me say this i can't activate their card every individual has to true do yeah. true, true true <laughs> activate their um, belief <laughs> I, that's what i that's thank you so much yeah that's what i'll pray is that we will have right now right now an encounter Mm -hmm. that will give us the sense of permission to activate that faith and that trust so father in the name of jesus right now i pray holy spirit come on every individual Mm -hmm. come rest on them fill them right now let them feel the tingling the heat the warmth of your presence no that's Jesus giving me permission to go. Right now, be released, be filled right now. And we just say right now, by the authority of Christ, fear, you're a liar mm-hmm. and you are not Lord. And I will obey you no more. And when I feel you, when I feel that fear, I'm going to take that as a word of affirmation that God's saying, go. <laughs> As soon as I feel that fear, I'm going to about, ah, that's a word from the Lord. Go mm-hmm. right now. Break your power. You will not be Lord over the church of Jesus Christ anymore. Mm-hmm. You will. We will no longer be subject to you any longer. Mm-hmm. And Father, I thank you for the empowerment, the release right now, just to fill and to fall over every person that is listening, that is watching right now by the authority of Jesus Christ. And that to have the sense of empowerment Jesus wants me to go and that's for me we thank you for it Lord and we thank you and Father we promise you we will debate 
what you've given to us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, we would love for you to share it, first of all, with your friends. Leave a review. It really helps other people find out about us. And anything else you need, you can find it in the show notes. Thanks for listening.